Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. Jeez. You know what, you can't plan moments like that, can you? Something we started last week that we will continue through the month, um, September. It's the pause for a pulse. All of us have a pulse, unless, and if you don't, we have an AED machine over here in the other room that we could use right now. So let us know. Uh, if you don't have a pulse, okay, everybody, hey, hands are down, that's good. Um, we're going to pause for a pulse. We're going to ask some very, very simple questions about ourselves, And we're not just going to run right into the sermon. Uh, this is participation time. Last week, um, we divided groups into those that are digital, those that use their phones, and those that are analog, those that use the ancient writing tool called a pen and pieces of paper. So if you have a phone and you don't have paper, pull out your phone. Go ahead. It's okay. Pastor said, go ahead and pull out your phone. This, this is activity time. Um, if you have an Android or you have an iPhone, you have this wonderful thing called a notes app. And if you don't have that app downloaded, you can just use your text message. So what I'd like for you to do is engage in this moment. I'd like for you to take a gauge or the pulse of yourself. Again, 70% of people cannot identify the, motion, the emotions that they have in their life. And if you can't identify the emotions, you can't verbalize who you are and what you're feeling and what you're thinking. In America, we run, 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 and put the badge of busy on our chest and wear it proudly. Very rarely do we take moments to become self-aware. This is a moment where you examine you. I'm going to ask very few questions, and in your notes app or on your piece of paper, you can either put these questions on there or not. You can put the word body, because I have body in my notes app, and I have the word head, and I have the word heart, and I have the word relationships, and I did this this morning as well, so it's not that I'm telling you to do something that I don't do. Um, so ask yourself this question, how's your body? Are you tired? Are you worn? Are you recovering? Are you rested? How's your body? How's it feel? What's going on? Are you anxious right now because the pastor's going to open up scripture and start talking about scripture? Are you worried? Like, how, how's your body? How's it feel? Is it pulse racing? How's your head? 
you have your thoughts in all these different directions or you you laser focused today I can tell you where my head was at this morning in the shower because I knew I was going to wear the Bengal shirt and it reminded me of the moment that I was in the hospital room with my mom as she was passing away that's where my head was this morning aware of where my mind was where's your head how's your heart is your soul wearing thin is your heart is your heart depleted is your heart full are you at peace in your soul or are you listless are you restless how are your key relationships your your marriage your best friend your kids, how would you describe that? Does there need to be conversation? Does there need to be forgiveness? Is, are you content? I'm going to give you a few minutes. Use your phones, use a piece of paper, and answer those questions. Go ahead and begin. Take your pulse. the moment. What you've just done was take stock of where you are in the moment. Did you check your breathing? Is your breathing shallow or is it pretty deep? Breathing shallow, you've got a lot of anxiety going on in your life. Maybe a lot of thoughts racing through your mind. Breathing slow and steady, you might have a sense of peace. What you have just done was gauge yourself. Self-awareness. This is a tool that you've just been taught and that you can practice throughout your week. Where you can just take a look at yourself and look inside because you're created in such a way that you respond and you react and you just need to be aware of where you are. But you've also 
have right in front of you on your notes or that paper how you can pray for you. Right? So in this moment, I'd like for you to pray for you. Pray for your heart. Pray for your mind. Pray for your body. Pray for those relationships. Maybe God will say, hey, you need to be the, the one that steps in and has the conversation, the hard conversation or initiate that. So let's take 30 seconds, and I'd like for you to just pray over one of those areas in your life. our ears as we hear, but truly, may our souls be open to you, so may we do that, may we open our soul right now, it's not a place that you force yourself into, it's a place that you're invited into, so may we invite you into your soul. There are many great stories that have great one-lines. A long, long time ago. You're probably thinking a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. No, that's not where I was. I was, I was thinking a long, long time ago. I can remember how the music made me smile. I don't know if you know that song front end of American Pie as John McLean writes about the loss of Buddy Holly. Uh, first tape I ever bought when I was a kid. Buddy Holly and the Crickets, greatest hits. Uh, but yes, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Can you picture the yellow letters scrolling on your screen going away from you? Yeah, yeah. Great one-lines that open up great stories. Uh, many a fairy tale and Disney movie start off with once upon a time, right? 
So I, I took, a, I, I, I went on a tangent as I was thinking about this, and I, I started looking up great one-liners for literature. This is my favorite book in all the world, though I have never read it. That's from Princess Bride. I'm just going to let you in on this. None of these books have I ever read, okay? But they're so good. The front line is so good. Uh, once there were four children whose names were Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy. This story is about something that happened to them when they were sent away from London during the war because of the air raids. Do you know what book that's from? Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Good, good book, apparently. Never read it. It was a bright, cold day in April. And the clocks were striking 13. Anybody? Any guesses? George Orwell's 1984. Dystopian 1984. I am an invisible man. Ralph Ellison's 1952 classic. I am an invisible man. The past is a foreign country. They do things differently there. I love that. Is that not beautiful? The past is a foreign country. They do things differently there. That's from The Go-Between by J.P. Hartley. Never heard of it. That was the first introduction I ever had to that book. I may read that. I don't know. Whether I shall turn out to be the hero in my own life or whether the station will be held by anybody else. These pages must show. Anybody? Anybody? Charles Dickens, David Copperfield. Mm. My suffering left me sad and gloomy. Life of pie. Personally, I'll never forget when I was probably about 18, two songs that absolutely reached into the recesses of my mind. The front end of these two songs took me on a tangent for probably about two or three years, flipped my worldview. Probably not in a good way, and I'll just prompt that. But the first line of the first song is, let's swim to the moon. Let's climb through the tide. And the next song came sullen, through the speakers with just full out darkness this is the end beautiful friend the end great one liners that open things up you know all of our stories your story my story they all start out the same naked we came right well, it, to put it a little bit more celebratory, we all entered the world in our birthday suits. Suited up, ready to party. Right? Happy birthday to all those that were born today, many years ago, and happy unbirthday to those of you that weren't. Right? But all of our stories start out the same. Naked we came. But very quickly, and almost abruptly, they diverge, don't they? 
they diverge and go in different directions, and this, our stories look way different from the other. Yet, despite that, there's still a commonality and a similarity of our stories. It's in the word once. Once. Not W-A-N-T-S. No. O-N-C-E. Once. All of our stories have once. It's probably a little bit better to understand through the eyes of Paul. Paul is writing to a group of churches in this region called Galatia. And in the front end of that letter that we call Galatians, he speaks of his once. You have a once. I have a once. Let's find out what his once is real quick. If you'd like to, you can turn there or open your phone. Galatians. It's in the New Testament. It's after the book of Romans, the first two books of Corinthians, and then right there, Galatians. It's easier on your phone to search it out. But he talks about his wants. Today, I want to know, I want you to know, if you have a wants. He says this, chapter 1, the book of Galatians, he just shares about his wants. For you have heard of my previous way of life, his wants. My previous way of life in Judaism. How intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it, his wants. I was advancing in Jerusalem beyond many Jews of my own age and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when God, who set me apart from birth and called me by His grace, was pleased to reveal His Son in me, that I might preach Him among the Gentiles, I did not consult any man, nor did I I go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was. But I went immediately into Arabia and later returned to Damascus. He continues sharing his story. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Peter and stayed with him 15 days. I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. He's literally saying James, Jesus' brother, who's mentioned in the gospel. I assure you, before God, that what I'm writing to you is no lie. Later I went to Syria and Cilicia. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea who were in Christ. It goes back to his wants. They only heard the report. The man who formerly persecuted us, his wants, is now preaching the faith. He once tried to destroy. And they praise God because of me. You have a once. All of us in this room, after our stories diverged, we still had a once. At one time, a formerly, a previous, 
or wants. In that letter, he tells us of his wants. But Paul wants persecuting Christians, the church. And Paul was pretty good at it. He was very good at his wants. But what made Paul's story go from wants to something different? See, we all have a wants. In this room, you have have a wants. But the question is, are you still in your wants? Is your wants now? What moved Paul's life from wants? Well, he kind of tells us this wonderful linchpin that happened in his life. And that linchpin, that door in which, that hinge in which his, the door of his life opened up to a completely new story. He shares it through several moments. He says in Ephesians chapter 5, For you were once in darkness, but now are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. He says in Ephesians chapter 2, But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. Colossians, you Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through through death to present you holy in His sight without blemish and free from accusation. Peter gets in on the act. He says, once you were not a people. Oh, but now you're a people of God. Once you would not receive mercy, but now you would receive mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in, a wor- in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they, they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. What's the difference? What's the difference? Why is he no longer in his wants? But Christ. Once he was a persecutor, but Christ, and now he is a preacher of that which he was persecuting. A radical transformation happened in his life. Folks, I may, I may get letters on this. I may get emails on this. I, I, that's okay. But it matters not necessarily how your story begins. It matters not about the great one-liner. What matters more is that the character develops, transforms, and grows. 
because it is in the life of the character that determines the end of the story. I'm probably going to get chastised for this, but I'd never seen the movie Gladiator. And just recently, my wife and I watched Gladiator for the first time. 22 years it's been released. Never, never seen the movie. It's loosely based on some history, but there's this moment on the front end of the movie. The main character, Maximus, the Spaniard, He's in the north, fighting the barbarians. Marcus Aurelius, the emperor, is, is ill, deathly ill. He's literally on his last leg. As he's watching battle unfold, and the Roman army, that massive juggernaut, is just launching fire upon fire upon the barbarians. Maximus rides his mount and flanks the barbarians and meets up with the rest of the army to actually sneak attack from behind and catch the barbarians in, this, in the middle of the Romans. And as Maximus is, is there on his mount with the rest of those in the flank, he goes on to inspire. It's almost like Braveheart, right? William Wallace, right? Freedom! It's one of those moments, right? It's brilliant. And in that moment where he's, he's pulling together these men as they go before they go and flank the barbarians. This line rings out through the rest of the film. What we do in life echoes in eternity. What we do in life echoes in in eternity. Oh. I had to rewatch that line to listen to that again. Because what you do in life does echo into eternity. What you do determines direction. How you live determines the end of the story. And what we think often is the end of the story when we breathe our last, that's not the end of the story. You have a soul and you are eternal. You will live in eternity. What matters not is how the story begins. What matters is that there's character development, that there's transformation, that there's growth. For Paul, his once turned into a but now because of Jesus Christ. Now, I ask you, are you still living in your wants? Is your wants still? 
Or do you have a but now? The only way we get to a but now is through Jesus Christ's death and his resurrection. It is him that can radically shift your life. To shake it. To provide it meaning and purpose and intention. Are you in your wants? You have a but now. Once, I was thinking about many people in my life who have a once but a but now. Some of them sit among us periodically on Sundays. Others in my past. Once, I was suicidal, but now... Life is precious and vital. Once I was addicted, but now I am sober, clear-minded, and free. Once I was porn addicted, lust-driven, and sleeping around. But now my mind is free, my eyes are on greater things, I am physically pure, and my eyes only for my spouse. Once I was a workaholic, wearing the badge of busy, forsaking family for the dollar. But now... I found true value of investing self and time and family. Once, I was a people-pleasing doormat without boundaries. This would be me. But now, I'm a God-pleaser. Who can say no? Once, I was angry, bitter, and hateful, but now I'm content, grace-giving, and kind. Once, I was a sawed-off, shotgun-toting, paranoid drug dealer. But now I'm a God-fearing, drug-free pastor of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a friend of mine. Once we were prisoners in chains for choices we made. But now, still prisoners, we are free in our souls, ministers to the prisoners in our compound. This is the group of guys that I meet with quarterly at Allen Oakwood Correctional Institution. Still prisoners, but freed in their soul, in ministers of the gospel. Once I was blind to my sin, but now I see it and have been freed from it. Are you in your wants? Are you still in your wants? I can tell you right now, your wants can be rewritten. The story can change. It matters not the first line. It matters the transformation. Because that determines our destination. What's your wants? Everyone in here has a wants. You mind pulling out that piece of paper and that phone again? Yeah, go ahead. It's okay. Pull it out. It's alright. It's by your bed stand all the time. It's okay. I know it's on your person. Pull out your phone or pull out that piece of paper. I want to give you a moment. I want you to, to take stock and figure out what your wants was. What's your wants? Would you mind typing it up? Would you mind writing it up? Just a few words right now. Maybe later you can write a little bit deeper. 
But what's your wants? What's your wants? Take a moment. If you're online, there's going to be a big pause. It's okay. You do what they're doing here too. Follower of Jesus, I'm talking directly to you right now. For those of you that are not followers, take a pause for a second. Christian, it's very important that you identify your wants. Though it may be far, far in that rear view, Keep in mind from where you came. We must never forget from where we came. Because that deepens the grace of God in the moment, in the now. You did not do it, you did not make it happen. It was not on your merit. It was not on your work. It wasn't from your money. It is by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourself. It is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Always remember from where you came. Always remember who you were. Because that's no longer who you are today and the only reason that you are not that one person in the rear view is by the grace of God now for those of you that are not followers of Christ or for those of you that are, are followers of Christ but man it's been a long time I want to challenge you in this moment to change your story. If you're still in the once, if your once is now, God is calling you to live in the but now because of Jesus. There are many people that have been freed from the things that plague you and hold you down and overwhelm you. You can be freed not only from those things, but sin that is within. 
that burrows itself. It deceives you to think it's good. You can be freed by Christ today. I'd like for all of us to think of our butt now. But now, I'm a God pleaser who can say no. But now, I belong to a people, the kingdom of God, and the misfits of Wapak But now, but now I'm saved by grace. Do you have a but now? If you don't, we can make it happen. It can happen today. This is your moment. This is where God can come in and change the story. The character can be transformed radically, completely, wholly. Please stand on your feet. If that's you, I'd like for you just to take a moment. Would you, everyone bow their heads and their hearts in this moment? If you just long to be freed from whatever it is, if you long to be free from porn, if you long to be free from lust, if you long to be free from the addiction, if you long to be free from, from controlling, if you long to be free from hatred and, 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 and bitterness and vitrealness and if you long to be healed on the inside if you if you just long for that which you have tried and tried and tried to write it yourself this is the time where God can enter in what you need to do in this moment is invite him in invite him in it is the cross it is the work of Christ that gives us a but now so I dare you I dare you to pray the dangerous prayer along with me Jesus I'm all in. Jesus, I give you my life. Lock, stock, and barrel. Give it. All of it. It's yours. Jesus, forgive me. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin and make it new. Make it something that I I cannot. Jesus, in my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In this moment of prayer, if you prayed that sincerely, there's nothing magical about the prayer. It's the sincerity of your heart and inviting Christ in believing the work that He did on the cross for you and that He rose from the dead. You prayed that with sincerity. You are now living in your butt now. Christ has reconciled you. You're no longer darkness. You're no longer alienated. You're no longer far from God. 
You're no longer an enemy in your mind towards him. You are close. You are light. You are free. You are re reconnected. You are reconciled. You are now a part of a people. And it's solely because of Jesus. Praise your name, God. Thank you for the, the work that you're doing in the lives of people in this church and in this community. It's not only here. Things are happening in, in all the churches around our community. Godly things, good things, spirit-filled things. Jesus, will you continue to draw people in to you through your cross, through your blood, through your sacrifice for our sins and through your resurrection. And empower us by your Spirit. God, may we know that what we do in this life does matter in eternity. It matters completely. I love you, Jesus, and I thank you. It is in your hope and precious name that we pray. Amen. I know that we've walked through a service, but this service would not be complete today, on this day of all days, if we were not only mindful of ourselves and where our soul is, but we are mindful of our wants as a country 21 years ago. Things radically changed. Sandy, we're going to have a moment of prayer and, and, and pause. Do you mind just bowing your heads and being mindful of that moment and the loss of life? the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And we love your neighbor as yourself. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Wapak Nas podcast. We hope you were moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you and that you were moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community and to love people to Jesus.